Welcome to the 12 Drinks In Podcast with Epi Tetong, Barry Bradley, and Paul Catherell. Three lads, 12 drinks in, where they talk about anything from fitness to books to music. Nothing is off topic after 12 drinks in. Hey, hey, hey. Hello, good evening, good morning, everyone. Well, Epi, I say everyone, but we probably haven't got a single listener right now, have we? So we're, <laughs> well, I'm hopeful, right? It's just you and me and my eight-year-old kid and, uh, yeah, blank faces. Cheers. Exactly. So, guys, really appreciate you tuning in to the first ever episode of 12 Drinks In. It's myself, Paul Catterall, and the illust- illustrious leader, um, Epi Tetong. Epi, say hello to everybody. Well, everybody. <laughs> say hello, man. Hello. <laughs> it's strange, man. This is the first one. We'll probably be listening back at this thing in a few months and say, like, man, we suck. That was terrible. Uh, I hope so. I hope, we even I have hope. Our, yeah, I hope so. I, I, hope, I hope we go for that long, man, and I hope we get the opportunity re- to revisit and review things. And hopefully, like you say, in three, six months' time, we can look at this one and go, what the fuck were we doing, right? But hey, it's good yeah. fun. So, Really, just to set everybody's expectations, we have no idea where this is going to go. So, Epi and I have known each other best part of a decade. Um, I was lucky enough to be a an honorary member at Epi's wedding, and Epi returned the favour with me 2018. Um, I got married December in 2018. So, really, we're just going to talk shit, I guess, mate, right? We're going to talk about things that are close to us, hobbies, books, yeah. podcasts, music. Um, alcohol, alcohol is probably the closest out of those things uh, to our hearts, yeah. right? <laughs> but we're just going to, we're going to play it by We don't have a hard agenda. We're just going to see how it goes, right? So just so everybody is aware, Epi, where, where are you right now, mate? I am in Manila, Philippines, about five kilometers from where you are. <laughs> I was born and raised here in Manila, Philippines, and um, I had uh, one of the um, larger outsourcers here in the Philippines. That's my day job, but my, uh, my real passion is to be a space cowboy. That hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Space cowboy, but space cowboy. that's where you see yourself. That's where you see your future. It's either that space cowboy or rodeo clown. After this gig's over with uh, contact centers, it'll I be space cowboy or rodeo clown. Well, I wish you the best in both those ventures, my friend, and I hope that I can follow suit, right? I hope that I can mm. follow suit. So we have we had we had one rule for this podcast, guys. We um we decided to call it twelve drinks in because we hope that when either Epi or myself or anybody else are joining, we are at least twelve drinks in before we start the podcast. So it's a little bit fluid, right? And also we hope that the listeners out there are at least probably twenty drinks in so it makes sense. Otherwise <laughs> it's a complete waste of time. That's a good point. The more you drink, the better we get. <laughs> so, man, so I guess I don't want to sound boring, but let's talk about COVID, right? So COVID in terms of we've done all the BPO impacting. Let's talk about you as a person and like your family and stuff like that. How has COVID impacted you and how have you and Ange and, you know, your beautiful daughters, how have they coped through kind of all this sense of uncertainty, right? Um, well, you know, it's, it's rough on everyone, right? It's like the new normal. The, our lives are just have been, you know, turned on its head. It's so it, it's, yeah, it's unusual, but I think the kids, um, don't notice too much of a change. 
they they uh, I think they're a little bit more insulated um, in this regard versus adults. Um, and she's been my wife's been amazing. Uh, yeah. Um, been like running the household, just like um, just taking care of everyone and everything. Um, I I go to work. I still go to work. Uh, oh, do you still 80%. go to the office there? You still yeah, go to the office? Yeah, eighty percent of the time, I'm I'm in the I'm in the trenches with my guys. Twenty um, percent of the time, I'm working from home. But the work from home thing is, you know, one day out of that week or that entire weekend. So it's 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 yeah, it's it's been a lot of work. But having said that, there's plenty of blessings, man, with this COVID thing. There's there's um, there's more time, obviously, with the family. There's a lot more time to explore hobbies and I, the way I feel about COVID is it's almost like alcohol. It's like, <laughs> yeah, man, it doesn't really change you. It's um, it just amplifies who you are deep down inside. So if you're a guy that, that, that yeah, was fitness or that if you're a guy that was hardworking or cracking it out at work, or if you were, didn't get along with your missus or you, whatever you were coming into this lockdown is most likely what you're going to bring in. Not, not having said that, you know, people change. Right. But I feel like this time of isolation just amplifies who you are. If you like music, then you have this whole opportunity to like explore music. If you like, if you like the drink, yeah. <laughs> that's dangerous, right? That's yeah. That's dangerous. a little, that's a little bit of a tightrope. <laughs> you know, it's like, Oh, it's 3 p.m. I got nothing to do. Um, or if, um, if you like cooking, I think it just amplifies who you are. And then you just have this once unfound um, well of time that you can use. And it's just, so it's been interesting. But what's it like been for you, man? Because you're married here in the Philippines. Yeah. And you're living together. and But you have a kid back in the U.K. So what, what's that been like for you? So having Darcy back in the UK has presented unique challenges. So normally Darcy is, I I don't know if distracted is the right or the wrong word, but during the week she doesn't spend that much time in touch with me because she's in school. I'll I'll occasionally get the morning dad and the goodnight dad message or can you help me with this dad or I need this dad. And that's to be expected, right? She only turned 13, so she's going through a whole lot of hormonal changes anyway. Weekends would be when we more we spent a lot more time on the phone, more FaceTime. But the COVID has presented a unique challenge where she's at home now. And even though she's still attending school virtually, she's like three or four hours a day. She's kind of, mm, what am I going to do? So she's bored. So mm-hmm. she messages me or she calls me. She says, Dad, I'm bored. So we've now got, and not nastily, mate, because you've, you've, I know you've virtually met her, but she's not a jerk of a kid. She's a great kid, right? So we've got now get into a habit of we will train at least three or four times a week. So if I'm going down to do a workout, so we live in a huge condo, not a huge condo, we live in a huge condo unit. So downstairs, you've got this common area. Unfortunately, they banned running, so we can't run, which is a bit of a, yeah, well, which isn't great, right? But what we can do is we can do like the body workouts, you know, the body weight workout. So I use the workouts I get from Sparta. So on Facebook, I'm a member of the Sparta group, the calisthenic group, and they post new workouts every day. So what Darcy and I do is we'll either do one of those or this is something I've, I've, I, it only dawned on me last weekend. I've said to Darcy, says, why don't you create a workout? So now she's really bought into it that she's creating her own workouts that we do together, right, mate? It's freaking awesome. 
that's something that that's something before COVID that we wouldn't we would we wouldn't even consider. So your point about it amplifying the type of person you already are is is on the money, mate. So I think that's a great show. I think in terms of Anya and I, the fact that we haven't killed each other and the fact that we've both been working from home <laughs> is is testament. You said, right, we've been married We've married since December 2018, and, and I kid you not, this is the toughest part or toughest challenge of our relationship right now because we literally are living, breathing, working together 24-7. And what you understand is people have their own natural routines, right? Like you were saying, you'll start the day and then, you know, you slowly, and then you, you pick up. And everyone has their own natural habit, right? And yeah. their own natural flow. So it's, I think the challenge has come there where we have to make sure that we are, I'm, I'm understanding of how Anya works and vice versa. And we've only got a small condo. So uh, Anya is obviously the most important thing in my life. Therefore, if she needs to take a call, then I will go outside and get very much wet. But no, <laughs> <laughs> that's how we do it, man. That's how we do it. So, so I guess in terms of the COVID stuff, I've been fortunate where I've always worked from, well, not war. I've worked from home now for the past four or five years. So I've got into habits, yeah. right? But the COVID, mate, before COVID, I had no podcasts and I kind of let go of my reading, right? Yeah. Now I've got, this is my third podcast and I'm reading two books a frigging day. I would, dude, and, and I've also, is, is I added like an internal meeting on Thursday and they were saying, so what, what else apart from kind of work stuff have you done? Mate, I've rediscovered the Smiths. There is a light oh. that never goes out. Oh my God. Don't even get me into that. I'm, I've been, I was telling my boss who is an absolute Smiths fan. I was telling him like, I'm in like a Smiths phase for like for the last three months. And he was like, dude, I've been in a Smiths phase for like the last <laughs> five years. So yeah, I have this massive vinyl collection that, you know, for the last two years I haven't even been able to pick up. And now weekends, like apart from like working out, I'm just yeah. like Sunday nights or Saturday nights, I'll pour a few drinks in and just let the records play. And it's been anywhere from from The Cure to Pearl Jam to Daft Punk to Snow Patrol. Like it's a wide <laughs> range of of everything that's out there. But it's been, yeah, it's, this rediscovery phase is, has been awesome. So you've been, you're, you're up to like three podcasts a week now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, three different podcasts. Yesterday, last week, this is my fifth podcast of the week, mate. So I did my, my I did, I did one on Friday with Neil Toff. Um, and Neil and I have been doing this one now called Fireside Chats Without the Fires for, um, for how long are we do now? Four or five weeks. Mm. Hang on, mate. Yeah, so we did one on Friday, which was about, um, it was interesting, right? So we started off doing it basically on operational aspects, so QA training and what we think a BPO looks like. We, we went down a different track on Friday. So we did one about Neil's top three brands that have done really well during the COVID outbreak and maybe band brands that could have done better. You know, like the raspberries when it comes to Oscars, that type of thing. Um, so like the, yeah, so like the, the, the shout out, the thumbs down. And then I helped Ollie Lewis. Ollie I've known for about five or six years. He wanted to do a podcast about the benefits of the Philippines supporting global business. So we did one 
about the work with um, a team over in the UK and how they're supporting NHS nurses, even though, not even though that's the wrong terminology, and they are second-generation Filipinos. So they're doing a lot of meals for NHS nurses, which is fantastic. Then we did one on Wednesday with a guy from Singapore who's into logistics here and health and logistics and also helping hospitality. Um, and he's saying that he's seen a huge dip in hospitality, rightly so. And they are now pivoting yeah. to, to supporting the casinos more, surprisingly enough. And then we did a one on Thursday. And this might appeal to you, mate. We did one on Thursday with a, with a guy called Dean. Now, Dean's from a company called um, Nitfi. Something like that. Is it Nifty? N-I-T-F-A-I? Flighty or something like that. So they, they're doing work with a lot of the BPOs out here about a dedicated bus service. They're looking to cut the commute travel down. You know, agents can travel maybe three or four hours just to get to the contact center, right? So this company are looking really? into ways. That, yeah, they're looking into ways that they can reduce that travel down, down to an hour. So it would replace the ongoing shuttle service that a lot of the BPOs have. So, yeah, man, I'll connect you guys on LinkedIn. It might be, you might you might be able to do something there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that that's interesting. Yeah, uh, yeah send send me over his details. I might I will. do something there. I will. So when you when you kind of at the weekend when yeah, you man. get into your go on, dude. No, no, sorry, there was a there was a lag there. You you go ahead. I was going to say, so when you get home at the weekends, man, do you have set vinyls that you listen to? Or does it just really depend on the type of the mood? Because you meant that that's an eclectic list that you went through there. So you went all the way from Snow Patrol over to Daft Punk, right? That, that, that's a huge spectrum. Yeah. So <laughs> do you have, do you have <laughs> a list? Does it, does it just kind of go, have you, got, have you got a go-to vinyl? Yeah. Uh, yes, I do. But, um, you know, the, the back to vinyl thing for me, you know, I've been collecting for like the, the last 10 years. I mean, growing up, I grew up on cassette tapes and CDs. So I didn't really, yeah, yeah. there wasn't really a whole lot of vinyl around yeah. in the house. Um, but my dad was a big music lover, but, um, growing up, I obviously discovered that, you know, stuff sounded better on vinyl if you had intubated amps and, you know, a good set of speakers and were willing to spend a um, stupid amount of money on a setup. And it just, it sounded just so much richer. Um, and I found like some of the older stuff, like the older pressings from like Led Zeppelin or even yeah. as early as like, uh, the Black Crows. Um, oh, nice. Some who just their music just jumped off vinyl. Just, it just, it just felt richer and fuller and fatter and more alive. So that's like, if I'm having a bad week, I'll just put on some Led Zepp or some, some Rolling Stones and some stones and, you know, that right. and a few beers and some whiskey seem to be, seem to be on the money. Um, I know we're jumping no, from, but, from one topic to another here, but I, I caught up today, right? That's the point of today. Yeah, that's the point of today. Uh, dear three listeners that we have out there, we're gonna we're gonna get our shit straight at some point and come up with some format and have some float of this thing. But um, right now, I think we're just too worried about trying to sound too cool and just trying to sound. Once we you know, once we figure this out, we'll yeah. 
Forget that, man. It's a learning process, right? It's a learning process. I'm, I'm loving it. I'm loving the fact that you and me have an opportunity to talk on a, on a Sunday night. And listen, if we get one listener, we get one listener. I, I, honestly, I'm just loving the fact that we... I can't wait to get Barry on. When Barry joins, he, he will be... He, he will make this podcast, man. <laughs> I don't know about that. Once we get into like uh, cinema and like sneakers and movies, all we'll get from Barry is a bunch of cuss words and uh, <laughs> yeah, a bunch of cuss words. I'm good with that, man. I'm good with that. So yeah, so I guess in terms of Rolling Stones, right? I've funny enough, I've done that this week. I've kind of gone back into my back catalog and. I've not got the same setup as you, and I want to talk about that in a little bit more detail. I've just used Spotify, right? So I've gone back into the Rolling Stones and the Smiths and stuff. So if we go to, like, the vinyls, mate, how, how easy do you find it to get vinyls here, or do you have to go out? Do you have to get it shipped in? How does it work, and how did you get all your – because your vinyl, you, even your setup looks fucking top dollar. So how did you go around getting all that set up? Um – just out of interest, um, getting vinyl in the Philippines is expensive. There's like a few resellers like the gray market and, you know, like a few like brick and mortar shops that sell it. There's a few resellers online. Um, and it's funny. Um, my brother-in-law who collects vinyl too, he met someone that I think that person was dying or something. He said, I have like 30, I have like 30,000 records. Do you just want to buy it in bulk? And so he's like, yeah, sure. So he did. So he made an offer and he eventually got those records. And it took him like six trips out of his like large SUV to get all all of that. And I was like, was there any good finds there? He was like, I don't know. I haven't even gone through it. And he was the same guy who was telling me this. So there's a, who's the guy? He's a British or British actor. comedian he's really sarcastic he hosts the golden globes or oh ricky gervais yeah ricky gervais he used to be in a band like a really? new romantic band dude called shona dancing and they had is, a single is this, is this serious or is this is this, is this, well, this is serious it's like for real serious and they had this big hit in manila in the mid 80s called mortal loose it's actually a top tune like really really nice like i don't know if him and they were like the poor man's wham back in the mid 80s but ricky Gervais used to look different man this guy was like really fit chiseled like he looked like big hair um and that tune in the philippines was big and it's called more to lose was from a group called shona dancing there is probably like two or three records of that left around and they're pricing it at like something stupid, like 2000 pounds or something. And like people like look at that records, like, okay, I can't buy that record, but can I just at least touch it? (laughs) Can I look at it? Look at it. it. And it's, it's, it's ridiculous. But, um, and I saw like a talk show of Ricky Gervais getting interviewed him getting asked about that, he was just having a laugh about it. But here, dude, here's like a religion. If you have that Shona Dancing More to Lose record, 12 inch remix, you're like, bang, you're, you're badass. Yeah. yeah I do it. not have that, thank God. Although I like, I, I do like that too, and I will not spend that kind of money for. I think for- I'm just. 
I think I'm going to break your heart. So many years ago when my mum and dad were still alive and they were still together, um, in the back, in the back room of our house, we had a, a, what do you call it? A turntable. We had a turntable there, right? Yeah. With a load of vinyls underneath. The majority of the vinyls were my dad's. My dad at the time was a huge music fan. Um, he liked, I'm trying to think. So obviously he was a huge fan of the Beatles. Yeah. Um, he liked, he liked Willie Nelson and um, Art Garfunkel, and the guy who sang Wichita Lineman. Dude, you're that? the hippie, by the way. He likes oh, no. Garfunkel, Beatles. Straight up, man. Straight yeah, up, man. the hippie. So, but he had, this, he had this fantastic set of vinyl collection, right? And then, unfortunately, my mum and dad separated. So my, my, my mum, in a fit of anger, <laughs> moved all his vinyls from the, back, from the back room into a greenhouse, which is where we used to, well, it's meant to be used for planting plants, right? My mum used it to hang up clothes because they would dry quicker because they'd capture the sun, right? So <laughs> my mum my put all the vinyls in there of my dad. My dad came round to collect them. He was fuming because they'd bent. They'd oh. bent. They'd <laughs> and you look, you're talking there about some really class Beatles albums, man. He wasn't happy. Oh. He wasn't happy at all. Terrible. So that, was a, that was a bit shit. So, man, in terms of kind of the COVID stuff, I know that you, you're... You, you've gone through a big change, right, in terms of your personal life from going in terms of working out, right? How do, how have you kept on top of that during the COVID? Are you still working out? Has it made any changes to your workout routine? Because you used, you, used, you used to like you used to like going out on the bike as well, man, right? That's, that's a good question. Um, dude, I don't think I've been... I don't know. This is I, I. I don't like throwing bold statements out there. Like this is the no best shape of my life ever. <laughs> but I feel I feel like it. I feel like I have a more focused workout. I used to work with a strength coach, and I will work with him again. His name is uh, David. Um, okay. Hopefully, he listen. He's listening to this at some point. But when when we'll all is over, yeah, we'll tag him. When all this is over, I'm going to work with him again. He's a great guy. But, oh, nice. Nice. Handcrafted gin. Um, <laughs> Go on, man. But, um, so I have um, sets of dumbbells, and I can go as heavy as about 130 pounds or 140 pounds on each. Yeah. No, not each in total. So I have, like, two sets of that. So it varies from... And then I have a yoga mat and a skip and oh, rope and a foam roller. I feel like, yeah, I looked at this corner of my house dedicated for exercise and it look, <laughs> looks like some urban mom. <laughs> like Jane Fonda's granddaughter's workout closet. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But it gets the job done. Dude, I'm on Nike training club. Oh, right. And yeah, there's yeah. some body weight exercise and some yoga exercises that will give you a good run for your money. Really? So I alternate that that and lifting with my, yeah. And then I, you know, we can still run in the, in the area that I'm in outside, thankfully. So I've been running back, which is honestly shit. It's terrible running in a mask. Oh, it feels like it. you're running. You know, it, before the COVID, it. It. yeah, it sucks, man. It's like you're trying to pull air, yeah. and our thing is just like hugging onto your face. It, it's um, 
It's shit. Yeah, I hate it. Uh, but you know, you got to do. So I, I'm not even conscious about the times I post anymore. With I normally try to do about 10 to 12k two three times a week. Nice one, man. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's, and then that's fantastic. And yeah, for we- some of the listeners, out there, I used to be the size of a small um, rhino. Oh. A baby rhino. Yeah. I'm like five foot five and I was like 254 pounds. And um, yeah. And then I found running. Then I dropped some weight. And then I was like thinking when this COVID thing happened, shit, I'm not going to be able to run outside or bike or lift weights or, but you know, like I said, like at the start, you, you going into this thing, you, you just amplify who you are. You, you, I found a way, right? Nike training club, yoga, Mm. running outside what about you because i know you were you were into like the spartan races and you were getting pretty yeah. hardcore how's that going for yeah. you yeah so it's unfortunate that in the condominium units that we live in the band run, so we're not able to do any running but we're still able to do the workouts from like the body weight workouts so a lot of burpees a lot of squats a lot of jumping jacks press ducks and all that stuff and i'm i'm fortunate for my social media feed that I've got a lot of people that, that work in the industry. So I still follow them and they post daily updates in terms of what, you know, what you can suggested workouts, right? Yeah, I yeah. don't have, I don't have the weights. I don't have any weights. I just kind of go with body weights. So no, that's good, man. But hopefully over the next couple of weeks, I'd love to do just an episode on you in terms of what sparked your fitness journey, right? What, what made it, was it, you know, I've got, I've got so many theories about that. Was it the last time you saw your, you know, your, <laughs> dude, dude we'll, get, we'll get into that in, a, in another episode but it was you know i was just i was happy I like rolling along my life and then um i'll just i'll give you like a quick like 30 second version of it we were doing yeah. um pictures for our company website and they were like the marketing people were like hey can we get a center photographer and do a do photos of you so we can put you in the company website. It's like, great. Yeah, sure. So I had my wife take some test photos of me, like in, in our place. And I was like, there is no fucking way that's me. She was like, I was like, you are shooting this photo from a shit angle. Listen, like like 30 photos in and just like, I don't know what you want from me. (laughs) This is, this is you. And I was like, oh my God. Just get used to it, right? I'm not lying. <laughs> Terrible. The following day, I laced up my running shoes and I ran for about 30 seconds and walked along for about 30 minutes. And that was day one. Man. Look at you now, dude. Look at you now. All right. So in terms of your recommend, let's do recommendations, man. So are you reading any decent books? The moment you've read any decent books, whether they're fiction or non-fiction, anything that you would suggest? So we can do categories, right? Let's do yeah, books, yeah. podcasts. Well, let me, music. let me ask you first. Let me ask you first, because you you've been like you've been feeding your mind and, and your body through this COVID thing, which I think is awesome. So what what have you been getting into, man? So I've I finished a book I've, I've actually finished two books and I'm, I'm on a third book and I'm really into now how your brain works and the elasticity of the brain right so there's there's a lot of theories out there so you know if you go pre-1980s the common the common thought process was your your brain is set and that's it 
So you kind of already reached the level of intelligence and it's not going to improve and, and a, a bit beyond, beyond that. That now school of thought has changed in terms of there's, there's all, I, mate, I'm not going to get the terminology correct because I'm not smart enough, right? But I'm just reading these books. And from my understanding, there's a elasticity now involved in the brain and how, you know, different parts of the brain interact with each other. So I'm, I'm reading, I've read a book that was called Mindset. You've probably heard of the author. The author was Carol Dweek. Um, and it's all about the, the, the difference between the growth and the fixed mindset. And it had a, it had a huge impact on me in terms of how I talk to myself, right? So the person that we speak to our most ourselves is us, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you've got to be careful how you speak to yourself because if you're not, I wouldn't say you have to sit there and look in the mirror and go, fucking hell, Paul, I love you. You're an amazing human being. <laughs> you don't need to get all zen, but you, you do need to be careful in terms of how you, you, you do speak to yourself, right? So I've caught myself on a number of times going, I, play, I used to play football quite regularly, right, over at Sparta. And I would go, oh, fucking hell, I'm shit. So when yeah. I got out of the pitch, when I got out of the pitch, I was already thinking I'm shit, right? So there, there's, there's all this stuff. So the fix and the growth um, mindset is, is, is interesting because the fixed relies on natural talent, right? So Epi, I'm pretty sure that for you to get as far as you did within the BPO industry before you got through the XI, there was an out of that there was natural talent that you didn't have to really try it, right? That came naturally. Yeah, and yeah. if things went wrong, if things went wrong, it was never your fault. It was always somebody else's. That's the fixed yeah. mindset, right? That, fixed yeah, mindset. dude, I was there for a long time. I'm glad that that's some antiquated shit thinking because that is, yeah, is a fixed mindset. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The world conspiring against me. Yeah, dude. Just all of these excuses why it was never your fault or your accountability exactly. and, and, and what the fixed mindset does it, it links into so they've done By the way, all these uh, yes mate sorry, you, mate sorry I have so many dear friends who are still stuck at that mindset it's like it's like a really? big conspiracy the world is conspiring against them and it's like it's never their fault or it's never their accountability it's just a lack of willingness to accept that you got to control the shit that you can control, man. You, you got it, right? You, you've got to get your head around it. And here, here's, here's the challenge with the, the natural, the, the fixed mindset, right? Is that what happens that they did, they've done all these tests between natural, these fixed mindset uh, people, but let's call them pupils, right? Kids and growth mindset kids, right? And fixed mind, fixed mindset kids, when they're presented with a problem they can't solve, they give up. Because it's not because they can't they can't, because they haven't been taught or guided in terms of how they can apply themselves and work around it, right? Growth mindsets—they're very used to facing challenges and then working around the challenges. So I've changed now how I speak to Das, right? So let's go back 12, 24 months. I would speak to Das when she when she did something, but she didn't do it great. I go, great job, job. well done, Darth. Ah. Leave, it on that. leave it at that, right? So in her mind, she's thinking, I've done the best I can. Now, I tell her, Darth, you've done a good job, but you need to, for example, workouts, you need to look at your form, right? You need to look at your form yeah. and you need to focus on your form. She did a project um, for school about Italian-speaking countries and she chose Malta. And normally I'd have gone, 
oh, so that was brilliant. That was a brilliant project. But I gave her feedback on each and every slide were opportunities where she could have done better, right? Yeah. And here's what, here's what surprised me, man. I was expecting Darth to be pissed at me, but she replied back to me via email and said, Dad, thanks very much for that. That's exactly what I needed. So the moment you have that mindset, right, the moment you realize that you've got to work at it, then it changes your whole complexion on everything, man. So, yeah, that was... That's a good book, mate. Well, who, what's it called again and by who? So it's called, it's called Mindset and it's, called, it's by Carol Dweck. That's D-W-E-C-K. Um, I'll post it. When we post this, I'll post that as well. Dude, I'm searching um, Audible right now, which is... Are you on Audible? Have you tried Audible? I live, I live on Audible. So I'm listening to Sapiens on Audible, man. Dude, I was just out. Dude, you just, you just stole my thing. <laughs> you know, I, I read it. I, I was in a, stuck in an airport in Philadelphia. And, or, I saw that. Or, and I was like, oh, yeah, this looks interesting. I picked it up, and it was awesome. And if you're like in chapter one or two or three or like the first 10 chapters, you're like, this shit is great. This shit explains a lot about why humans behave the way that they do and why tribes behave the way that they do. And know, um, really interesting. Um, so I was reading that for a while. Um, but this, this mindset thing is, it has me thinking. That's really interesting, mate. Yeah, get on that, man. And then the other one that I'm reading at the moment, and this is, I'm struggling with it, not because, I'm, I'm not because of not because of the way that it's written, because of the subject matter. It's fucking tough, man. And it's called the tail, the tail. So T E double L, tail, T A L E brain. It's by V S Ram Achandri. It's worth it if you can stick with it. It's worth it because he writes about how the brain works and kind of the different the different lessons they've learned over time. And he does his first chapter talks about amputees and this phantom limb right and how you know people people who are amputees whether they lost a leg or an arm or any other part of their body they always feel that they've still got that there and they tell you how that maps into your brain and how um this in this one case this person i think they'd lost their leg they if they went on their face it was like they were touching their leg on their face it, because the brain doesn't know they've lost the leg man it's, that's weird it's That's worth awesome. it, man. It's worth it. So, yeah. So, I've spent a lot of time with those books. In terms of podcasts, I'm listening to Jay Chetty. Some of it is a bit new worldy for my liking, but some of it does have kind of... <laughs> a, is dude, he, I'm not one of... Dude, is he that guy that does, like, these feel-good videos in, yeah. in YouTube or in, like, in just in social media where, like, oh, this person treated this beggar not so well and this person treated this beggar really well and this that way that person got promoted like yeah, i was like that's wow that's really that's a simplistic view of the world <laughs> I, think Holy he well. I hope he people don't about. that's how you move forward in life but <laughs> it's good it's going to be good to other people but they you know there's a whole just too simplistic for me, it, it just, is. It, it, it is too simplistic. Mate. Some of the some of the stuff that he had on there is is worthwhile. Some of it I kind of disregard. He had one of the last ones I listened to was um, the founders of Impact Theory. So Tom and Lisa Bau, I think that's how you pronounce their surname. Um, and they they're great. I particularly like Tom. I particularly like his. He does a lot of you know one on one chats with you know famous people who have succeeded well. And again. Yeah. 
you pick yeah. and choose, right? You, you, you pick and choose. Not everything applies to you. So, you, you, you know, they post some stuff on Instagram and I go, oh, yeah, I get it. And there's other stuff I go, yeah, that, that I really believe. So you, you got to be you got to be mature enough to kind of filter some of the rubbish out and just yeah. pick and choose pick and choose what works for you. I, I heard this great this great analogy, or I read this great analogy. Whereas a book, you got to imagine a book's like um like a jar of glue or actually a jar of honey, right? You put your hand in that, you put your hand in that that honey, and about ten percent of the stuff that comes out will stick, and that ten percent of the stuff is the stuff that remains and means something to you. So that's kind of how I take books now, man. That, that makes sense. I don't know if it's 10%. Maybe, I don't know, 10% seems low. I mean, maybe like in the 20, 30%, but absolutely. There's not, you're not going to be able, unless you're like a savant or there's something like. Exactly, right. With your brain, you're not going to absorb like 100% of that. There's no, there's no way, man. No, man. No, man. So what about you? What what are you are you reading anything at the moment, or are you, you what are your what are your go tos in terms of podcasts and that shit? And Apart I think your the, wife's bringing you a drink. No, yeah. Apart from the shit emails that I get every day, um, <laughs> I found like the closest thing that I could come to joining a cult right now is like this. Uh, this movement on Stoicism, man, like the great Stoic, man. yeah, Marcus Aurelius and uh, Epictetus, and all these philosophers. It made a lot of sense, and it's easy yeah. reading. And I personally like Marcus Aurelius because he's like one of these leaders who was still in the battlefield, but he was also yeah. a statesman. He was also a philosopher. This dude was a stud, man. This guy was like a, you know. This guy was like a warrior. He was a philosopher. He was a statesman. People liked him. He was a politician. This guy had it going. Obviously, he carried his own weight in the battlefield. And I'm like, yeah, I like that dude. So um, he wrote a bunch of stuff when when he was emperor or he was like the ruler of Rome. And it yeah. got boiled down to like this book called Meditations. And it just made a lot of sense. Just a lot of practical sense. Um, so it was easy reading. Uh, but for podcasts, uh, I don't know, maybe 80% of like males above 20, between the ages of 20 to 60, listen to Joe Rogan. I'm no different. I'd like to say I'm very highbrow and I listen to like the intelligence that, that dad talks a lot of sense and he walks the walk. So it's great. Um, I also listen to Peter Atia, who's a medical doctor, but he specializes on, I think his field of medicine is um, longevity. He's just trying to nice. science. Yeah, he's just trying to science hack how to live longer, what it takes to live longer and have a fuller life. And he links a lot of that to um, fasting and he links a lot of that to oh, really? uh, regulating your caloric intake. And he's, you know, cites some studies on my okay. and the value of exercise and just like, it just resonated well. Um, so I'm on those two guys heavily and just, uh, I know it sounds like very bro-ish, like I lift weights, man. And I listen to Joe Rogan. I'm a life coach. I only eat brownies once a week. And it's like, no, 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 no. do, well, do whatever, do whatever works for you. 
I think I think going back to Joe Rogan, though, mate, I think people do him a disservice. I know that he speaks, you know, he speaks for the masses, so to speak. Um, I've listened to a couple of his podcasts and he made a really, I'm sure it was him or his guest, they turned around and said, one of the things they liked or respected about Joe was that if he's learning a subject matter, he really ingrains himself into it, engrosses it into it, so he knows yeah. what he's talking about, right? Rather than just assuming what he what he knows, he spends a lot of time learning about it, which is, I think, testament to the man, right? Because you can't have these in-depth conversations with people unless you really know your, your subject matter. I know um, Aurelius that you're talking about there, he's a, Tim Ferriss is a huge fan. I spent a lot of time listening to Tim Ferriss, right? And um, I've read a couple oh, no. of Tim Ferriss's book, but he's, he's good on your, your stoicism. And one of the other books, mate, in terms of kind of the longevity, if, if, you, hear, if you hear a Dave Asprey, He's wrote a couple of books. The one that I highly recommend is something called Superhuman. Um, he created Bulletproof Coffee, but he's gone above and beyond that. He's gone and kind of gone, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's a great read in terms of what your body wants and how you can improve your, your body. I, I need to read it a little bit more to fully understand it, but it's are definitely you, worth are it. You a, are you a big coffee drinker? Man, I can't drink coffee. Gives you migraines, dude. Holy hell! All right. Um, I was just I was gonna ask you because I I don't I don't know what the exact benefits of bulletproof coffee are. I I like coffee and I've I've you know coffee's helped me and I've graduated from the warm sugar free cafe latte ten <laughs> pumps of ten pumps of vanilla to just black. Just give it to me black, piping hot. I'll just ram that down my throat and that's what I live by now. And it's just because um, I found that when you drink it in a, such a um, prim, I don't want to say primitive, but in such an, an unadulterated way, yeah, you get to appreciate like, oh man, this feels like, this tastes like something. There's like an aftertaste and you just like, hey, how is this bean made? And you know, what's behind this bean? And I know it sounds pretentious and I know it sounds like fuck hippie shit and sounds like gross, like these, hmm, I sense a hint of cow dung. It's like, I know it sounds like that, but you drink coffee black, you're just like, oh man, this, this thing, like, there's like a, there's a fullness to this thing or it's grainy or it feels. Is it one of your friends a huge coffee fan? Am I remembering correctly that? Isn't somebody like uh, uh, a coffee expert, no? I know hmm. Vic's a, a, a Vic's chef. Vic's a and chef. Inky's, like, and an amazing palate. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's just he's into, a, well, he's into music, yeah. so he says, but we'll see about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get him on this podcast soon enough. Mm. Well, thanks, thanks so much. So listen, mate, we're, we've, we've nearly coming up to the 45-minute mark. Um, I'm sure we've, we've maybe lost a couple of our listeners who first time. <laughs> when I said bully coffee was shit, like we lost like four people that works at Starbucks. I turn it off right now. I'm done. I'm done. So, mate, is there anything, anything else that you want to share from your COVID or any other experience that you want to just kind of put a bow on it now that you want to share, um, whether that's music-wise, anything upcoming that you, you'd think our listeners would be interested in? Fuck, listen to me, listeners. We yeah. only you, me, and Barry at the moment. Anyway, yeah. we don't. We can't, we can't even get Barry to listen or participate. So it's really good. You know, <laughs> but 
whoever's listening to this in the year 2034, <laughs> um, Peroni beers are awesome. But uh, aside right. from that, yeah, right. Peroni beers are awesome. Um, we're, I'd like to think that we're going to get through this. And uh, no one's insulated from this thing. We're all in this thing together. Yeah. Um, try to do your part. Stop fucking complaining. Just, um, just get on with it and try to try to get the work done. We're we're all trying to stri- strive for the same goal and get to the same place. Um, eat your vegetables and uh, listen to the- <laughs> listen to twelve drinks in. Absolutely, yeah. twelve drinks in. You close us. Can I just- off, mate? Effie, I've just got to say, man, it's been an absolute pleasure. So, you know, we've known each other a number of years, nearly a decade now. And to be able to have this conversation with you, man, I, I friggin' love it. And I hope that any of the listeners out there, whether it's one or whether it's 100 or whatever, however many it is, enjoy listening to us. You and me just, just talk shit. We'd really appreciate any questions, any concerns, you know, anything. Pop us a note, give us feedback. You can find us on Twitter. Um, at 12 drinks in we've got an email at 12 drinks in sorry 12 drinks in at gmail.com you'll find us on apple Podcasts. you'll find us on spotify Effie's going to take over the world i'm just grabbing onto his coattails sorry emma <laughs> it's been an absolute pleasure Effie. you're a friggin star man you take care love you're the family, star, dude. all right cheers paul speak to you soon take care, Rod. and you man thank you thank you for listening to 12 drinks in podcast You can follow us on Twitter at 12 Drinks In and all the usual podcast platforms. And yes, they allowed us on. Cheers. Cheers.